Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man who's described as being fighting fit, that's fighting for air and fit for a coffin, Mick. And let me introduce you <laughs> to the rest of the team. I stole that off someone else. That was really no, I was going to say, <laughs> very very good. Good. good for your yeah. uh, Next up is the Carmen San Diego of our podcast, because no one knows where he is. Welcome, David. And unfortunately, the big fella's been under the weather and he's not here today. So for all you David fans out there, you can switch off right now. Uh, next up <laughs> is the podcast <laughs> answer to Donkey Kong because he's big and hairy and loves a flaming barrel. Welcome, Alex. Yep, that's one of my party tricks. When I have a few beers, I perform the flaming barrel for everyone. <laughs> have a, you better not flaming barrels. What you do is you wine. set a barrel on fire and you sit in it. Or strap it like, you know, if you're poor in the oldie time movies, mm. I strap it around myself, but it's on fire, and then I run around the party. That's the flaming barrel. It's mm. kind of like the flaming anus, but a bit different. Doesn't sound as nice as a flaming bow, but anyway. All right. So lastly, is the podcast answer to Skyrim, because he loves running around the forest and achieving not much. Welcome, Ross. Oh, good. Oh, thank you, Mick. Good to be here. Just enjoying a, um, a Schweppes Indian tonic water. Oh, wow. Uh, this evening, just to get the vocal cords in the right uh, timbre. Is that the right word? How you say I think it, it is. Timber, yeah. I think, is has correctly yeah. pronounced. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I prefer it, a Pakistani uh, tonic water myself, because yeah, I'm a hipster thing. fuck. So. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> better, really. Yeah. I prefer yeah. um, an Atlanta tonic water, also known as Coca-Cola, but anyway. And um, did you know this is a classic mixer, the um, Indian tonic water? There uh-huh. you go. Yeah. But I had it sans gin because I like the taste. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So you can get in all good um, retail outlets. Uh, yep. drinks. In the, in the big re- two. Is how they got multinational. it? Yeah, I don't, don't think so. They've got Pakistani tonic water. I think, uh, is that from uh, Schweppes? It is. I'd mentioned that right at the top, the sponsor's name. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I love uh, it when I'm a sellout. Mitch, yeah. Mitch Schweppsen is... Uh, <laughs> Is uh, now promoting the Schwepp, Schwepp stuff, so. <laughs> Schwepp of Essence. So it's bowling full tosses. <laughs> Schwepp of Essence. He just, he just cracks the lid off and then sends down the full the lid as a full bugger. <laughs> yeah. So the full bugger gets carted over the fence to cheers in the crowd. Yeah, they all spray yeah. their tonic water and dry ginger ale everywhere. <laughs> Classic mixes, fellas. I've got a question for you, Ross. Yeah, good. Do you know what Skyrim is? No, no idea. Don't no. know what the fuck you we handful of people that do, and they'll find that joke funny. Yeah, it's virtual orienteering. That's how you understand it. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah, orienteering with a sword, effectively. Sounds shit boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst of two worlds combined. You can't. You, they don't allow you to wear shin guards while you're doing it. So ah, taking all the fun out of the, out sport. Of the sport. Yeah. Uh, welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production, but no, it's not. Uh, brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we're going to kick off with um, Australian cricket news. So we're going to. There's been a little bit of cricket played in Australia in the last fortnight. So we're going to touch on a few of those games, which are all T20Is leading into the World Cup. Um, and then we'll chat about some other bits and pieces as well. So we'll start off with. Um, the two-game series between the Aussies and the West Indies. Uh, game one was in at the Gabba, no, for Cairns, and then it was Gabba. One of the fucking hell. It was in Queensland somewhere. Yep. Uh, so the Windies batted first. Ah, uh, yes. They would get one forty-five for nine off twenty overs. 
Uh, Kyle Mayers will get 39 of 36. And Odine Smith, who has got fucking Hulk Hogan like 24 inch biceps, <laughs> fucking 27, <laughs> whacking some sixes around. Huge. Oh, mate. So, um, and he's a bowler too. I don't know how he gets his fucking arms over his head to bowl. Be sent off to the ICC for review, I think, of an arm not straight enough. Yeah. So Cut those straight. bowlers, uh, Noni took three for 35. Clean boulder bloke with his very first pill from memory when I was watching that game. Yeah. Uh, Big Pat Cummins took two for 22. Justin Holder hit a couple of... Jason as well, his brother, hit a couple of massive fucking sixes. Um, so the West Indies just did what the West Indies did. Bomb massive sixes and look fucking horrible the rest of the time. Yep. So, um, so the Aussies would have a bat. They would chase it down with a pill to spare. They went they were flying for a while there and fell apart and Wade saved the day at the end. Uh, Fiji would get 59 of 53. Hey! Wade would get 39 red off 29. Um, That'll help the averages. Yep. It was Alzari Joseph getting two for 17 off his four overs. And Sheldon Cottrell would get two for 49 off 3.5. And that poor fucker had two catches dropped in the final <laughs> over that would have basically won the game that effectively lost the game. So he would have finished with possibly four for 40 odd, which would have looked a little bit better. Still mm-hmm. fucking not real good. But um, unsurprisingly, in that one, man of the match was. Finchy, so well done to Big Aaron. So, um, yeah, that game, I watched the whole thing. I don't know if you boys watched it, but um, it was just West Indies being the West Indies, basically. Mm. Like, that started off right with the bat, threw it away, finished off with a few bombing sixes, then fucked it up with the ball. Yes, Alex? Is this the match with the back foot cover drive punch for yes. 115 metre massive that, six? That is this match. That is this that match. Is, the greatest shot I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Nothing can top that Fucking shot. Amazing, yeah. Just the style, and you know, someone probably would have played a shot similar to that and just tin asked it for like you know a two bands four. Yeah. But just the timing, the style, oh, yeah, it really was fell something off else. If you haven't seen it, find it on on. It's online. It was online everywhere. Just find yeah. the date and go through online. It was fucking pretty. Oh. so yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah, we got a new big lug. Um, association member with was it Smith? Yeah, Odin. Yeah, Odin Smith, despite being quite short, is still in yeah, a big lug category as for mine. As he is tall, he's a <laughs> fucking, he's a thick human being. It's unbelievable body shape. I love it. Just great. Just so powerful as a man. And he Crazy. like unsurprisingly, his bowling's all shoulders. So once yeah. he rotate a cuff, he's fucking career. <laughs> well, I don't think it's possible with his shoulders. <laughs> I think it just holds everything in place. <laughs> Uh, so then we went to game two, which this is the one I think was at the Gabba, game two. Um, the Aussies rested a few blokes and moved a few blokes around and sent some to Perth early because we're getting ready for the England series, which started not long after this one. Um, so we had a few changes in the order. Um, so the Aussies were back first in the second game. They would get seven for 178 off their 20 overs. Dave Warner would get 75 from 41 and make, that would be his 100th T20 um, score of 50 plus. So he's only the second player to ever achieve that feat. The other being, um, unsurprisingly, um, one Christopher Gale, who has 110 um, half centuries. So there, um, so there, who any guess at who the next couple of uh, we'll do a little bit of a quick quiz. Uh, there's oh. four blokes that are catching on. Um, Catching water that have more than have 75 or more 50s in T20 cricket. Anyone want to guess who they are? 
Virat Akoli. He's third with 87. What about you, Roscoe? Got a, any any guesses? Uh, Kane Williamson. No, he is not on that list. No. Oh, be another West Indian, Dwayne Bravo. No. Uh, someone at the top of the order, like um, Aaron Finch. Yes, Aaron Finch is fourth with 80. Ah. Uh, Babara Zeb. Yes, he is sixth with 75. Ah. And one more bloke who has 77. And he does bat towards the pointy end of the order, and he is from the subcontinent. Uh, Sanath Jaya Saria. No. Rohit Sharma? Rohit Sharma? It is Gin. Rohit Sharma. Well done. Fuck, I'm good at this. Despite not really enjoying T20, it's the only quiz I've ever fucking won. Are you sure it's not Jaya Saria? I think there might be a mistake there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised Babar Azam is... Because he hasn't... He's been around for that long. So he's had pretty good stats for himself, I think. Yeah, so he must be just smashing them. But, He's a gun um, at the short form and every form of cricket, really. But yes, yeah, so um, with the West Indies, um, there is uh, Alzari Joseph again taking wickets, taking three for twenty-one, and Obed McCoy, the McCoys in the Hatfields, going at it, took two for thirty-three. Um, in reply, the West Indies would get eight for one forty-seven off their twenty overs. Johnson Charles would get twenty-nine. Akil Hussain would get twenty-five. Big Mitch Stark would take four for twenty. Woo, brother. Um, off his four overs, and Pat Cummins will get two for 32 off his four overs. Uh, man of the match, Dave Warner. Man of the series, Dave Warner. Um, again, it's probably, I think that's a bit lucky there, Dave Warner. He only made one fucking score. But I suppose no one else really did too much else. Uh, that, that one shot, but why? Was it yeah, Myers? Was that's, it, yeah. that's man of the series worthy. Yeah, that's it's, it's that's T20 player of the year worthy, that shot. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, so we take the series 2-0. The, oh. the coveted Shane Watson, Dwayne Bravo trophy. And, um, <laughs> and one more for the cabinets. I think the cab- I think that goes in the secondary cabinet at, at CA down in the basement next to the fucking water heater. But yeah. um, that's all right. Can't put all the good ones on display. No. Uh, so from there, the Australian team would travel to Perth where we take on the old enemy, the Englishman um, at the Optus Stadium that is located in Perth, Western Australia. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> England would bat first. They would make six for 208 in their 20 overs. Um, it was the super boot, Alex Hales, with 84 from 51. And he was partnered by the man that Brad Haddon can't get his name right. It's oh. Josh, not Josh Butler, with 68 off 32. Unbelievable. Yeah, Such a so, hard name. The, um... <laughs> Hales and Butler would put on 132 for the opening wicket. That is the highest T20I opening partnership in Australia ever in, wow. a, in a T20I in Australia. Um, unsurprisingly, the other three highest totals are held by 1A Finch and, and D Warner because they pretty much the only blokes right in the bat in Australia. So they got, yeah, so 132. So Finch and Warner have made 122, 109 not out, which means they made all the fucking runs against Pakistan in one game. And 106 was actually not Dave Warner, but Aaron Finch and Cam White back in 2014. Oh. Wow. Far out. Getting it done back in the day in the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, for the Aussies, it was Nathan, Alice, Alice, who the fuck is Alice? He took three for 20. And cold drip, Kane Richardson would take one for 39 from his four overs. Going at 10s, Kane. Oh, fucking Jesus, mate. Um, so in reply, the Aussies would get 209 down off their 20 overs. 
David Warner will get 73. So now he has 101 T20i half-century scores. And the big Bison, uh, who was rested in the second game against the West Indies to go home to Perth, would get 36. Mark Wood would take three for 34. And Sam Curran would get out his fucking Met oh. card and get two for 35, young Sam. Jeez. Got the um, train into Optus Stadium with him. He's got the bus over the river. It's quite quite difficult. Fair enough. I'm just trying to get my hair um, looking a bit more like Pat Cummins, Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's getting close. You yeah, don't have the uh, pearly whites like he does. No, no, I don't. Just <clears throat> the general good guy demeanour either. You're a bit of a yeah, bad boy, Ross. Yeah, You're more of a... Um, Warner type. Sam yeah, well, Jimmy Paddo, probably, you know. Oh, yeah. oh, on the tools. Yeah, get a Cut wicket, get a test wicket, just get fucking angry about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. overstep all the time. Like oh, yeah. Sort of Not care there. about your lower lumbar. Yeah. yeah just go yeah, have have half your test wickets taken away because you can't bob on the floor. <laughs> it's sort of brainless stuff. That's my go. And like 15 man cads in the month, get 18 <laughs> test wickets. That's what I'm talking about. What about in this game? No, against the West Indies. Was it Stark was running in and didn't let go of the ball once or twice because the West Indies bloke was backing up so far. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. It's got to start happening a bit more, I reckon. Like now that, Mm. you know, that's just the way it's going to be, I think. We need the good guy of Australian cricket. Pat Cummins to do to it. Do it. Yeah. And then everyone will be like, everyone in Australia, like, oh, fuck, it's all right. right. It's fine. Pat Cummins yeah. does it, it'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. You can see someone like Jimmy Pattinson doing everyone going, nah, says, this is bad as under If Stark did it, someone outrageous. would bloody yeah, yeah. throw bricks at him, I reckon. Yeah. If anyone was going to do it for Australia, it'll be Cam Bancroft, but he doesn't get a game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cam Bancroft. <laughs> He's got Bancroft written all over him. Yeah, he would talk into having a bowl. Just some dibbly dobblies and then first ball man can <laughs> So um while we're talking about records getting broken in Australia and all that type of thing, another record was um set in this Australian and English game, and that was set by our man, well my favorite especially, uh Mr. Aaron Finch, who became the first Australian player to make three thousand T twenty I runs. Which oh. shocked me that he was the first one and it wasn't David Warner, but yeah, it was Finch. So, um, yeah, so Finch has 3,000 on the button, 3,000 exactly T20i runs. at an average of 34.48, which isn't too bad in T20 cricket. Uh, yep. has a strike rate of 144.36, so he fucking has a crack. Exactly. He's got two centuries, 1850s, with a highest score of 172. Finch is also the fastest player to get to that score in terms of balls faced, having faced 2,078 deliveries. It's not a test match. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, so, so Finchie is the sixth person to achieve that. I only had off five fingers then because I can't count. So um, let's do another impromptu oh. quiz. Oh. Um, can we get quiz. the other five? Ooh. You can go first this time, Ross, because I won Chris. so easily last time. Yeah. You went first. Chris now, remember, it's only T20I, so it's only oh. international ones. Chris Gale. No. Oh. What? No. Wow, <laughs> I was about to say that Chris Gale as well. Uh, Coley. Yes, Coley is second with 3,712 at 138.1 strike rate with 109 sixes. Shit. I'm going to go for Kane Williamson. No. Oh, God. Uh, Eowyn Morgan. No. Oh. Coward Morgan, did you say? I said Eowyn. Yeah. <laughs> Coward's um, better. Yeah, that is good. I like that. Pronounced coward. 
just spell every letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Coward. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Warner. No. So Finch is the first Australian. <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh Butler. No. What? Oh, they play so many Rowan games Rowan of cricket. Sharma. Yes, Rowan Sharma. Yes. Uh, He's got 3,737, 140.6 oh, strike rate. 178 sixes of Rowan Sharma's hit. Yeah, Jesus. I'll just say Baba Yes, he's fourth. He has 3,140, 130 strike rate. Only 56s. A lot of, oh, wow. of along the ground there for Mr. Yeah. Uh, technically correct. That's kind of correct. Uh, so what have we got? One to go, two to go? Uh, two to go. One I don't think you'll get, but uh, actually you might not get either of these actually. Well, I'm getting on fire so far, so they're very fighting words, Nick. Um, <laughs> uh, someone who consistently opens for a team or bats three. So that rules out the entire West Indies team. <laughs> oh, oh, Bross the Boss Taylor. No, it is a New Zealander, but it's not him. Oh, uh, oh, is there a South African? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say A.B. De Villiers, but no. You'd be wrong then. Yes, I would be. A New Zealander? <laughs> yeah. Martin Guptill? Bam! Oh. Martin Guptill. Fuck it on fire! So Guptill's got 3,497 at 38.8 strike. We're at 172 sixes. There is one final bloke. He's one of our absolute favourites on the show. It plays for a test-playing nation, but the newest test-playing nation. Oh, oh. Oh, Shazad. Or... Oh, second newest, sorry. Oh, second no, Paul newest. Sterling. Paul Sterling. Paul Sterling. Hey, Paul Sterling. 3,011-134.8. Hmm. He's only hit 11 sixes out of that 3,000 really? runs. So, speaking oh. of like, he, I think he's a few few mini soups as one bounce. Yeah. One bounce yeah. Over there. Mini soups. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> he joins that illustrious list of players. So there's a few big, there's a few uh, heavy set players yeah. in that list too. Finchie and Bugger, Paul Sterling. Sharma. Rohit's pretty good. Yeah, tubby tubby. All righty. So uh, that's it for what's been happening for it was in Australia. There's a T20 being played right at the moment. And Adam Zampa's been taking wickets. And fun fact, which I didn't realise either, and the commentators didn't realise because they were as shocked about as I was when it came up on the screen. Adam Zampa has the most T20 I wickets for Australia ever. What? 76. He has the most. Wow. I was a little bit surprised by that. So, Did yeah. you think, Michael, watching the game or the replay of that game that Matthew Wade obstructed the field of Mark Wood? Oh, yeah. So we didn't talk about that. Let's talk about mm. that, actually. Yeah, fucking hell. So um, it was Mark Wood was bowling. Wade, he's got a top edge into his lid or just, yeah. or just hit him in the lid. One or the other. And the ball's gone straight up in the air. Wade, he's gone to run off, turn around, given the old bit of the old Dustin Martin don't argue to Mark Wood to hold him out and put his bat back in the crease. He's out. But I love Wade. He's out. He has to be out. Josh Butler's reasoning for not appealing, going, we didn't want to get the crowd against us this early before we go into World Cup. I'm going to give you a tip, Josh. They're going to fucking hate you anyway, mate. You might as well have fucking done this. I know you won in the end anyways. It didn't really matter. But that, even without the appeals and all that, the umpire should have fucking given that one out. So Yeah, just, you don't need to appeal. It's just yeah. out. 
Because it's a bad look. Like when you watch it live, like straight away, it's like, oh, he look like look like he's shepherding. Look like AFL footy. He's just like fucking holding him. You out. know what it reminded the steel reminded me of is you know when superheroes jump in front of a moving car to protect yeah. a child. It looks like that. <laughs> you know, he's just like get back and his crumpled car over his arm. I said on social media, I like to believe deep down in my heart that Wade he wasn't trying to obstruct the field, but he's trying to punch Mark Wood in the head, and he just wasn't tall enough. So he punched him, like, in the nipple. That's what I think, personally, may have happened. Yes, Alex? I think he was trying to protect Mark Wood from a um, stampede of imaginary horses. That were trying to maybe, attack his imaginary horse. Maybe he's, so he's trying doing to protect his, just Mark a nice Wood guy. from, like, hey. impaling himself on the stumps as he dove yeah. forward to running yeah. down. It's, it's a, a good point, Alex. Bear. Everyone knows those imaginary Swan River Brumbies are yeah. Yeah. really vicious. Out of control. Yeah, really good at a pest of the highlands in South Wales. Maybe Wade was fucking protecting from the Fremantle doctor, so he's old. It's cold. It's cold. You got COVID from the doctor, I know. All righty. Another interesting thing I saw there, Nick, was um, Mike Hussey wearing England coaching attire, which made me vomit in my mouth. Fucking Mm. disgraceful. I know, like me as head coach for three years. What was Mike Hussey doing for those years? Me and Albo might not agree on many things, but I'm going to you with this one, Albo. You've got to tear up his citizenship, mate. You cannot (laughs) have this stuff going on. Treat him like a fucking one of those, um, what they call them, ISIS brides that goes away. Just fucking, he's not allowed to back in, mate. He's not allowed to fucking back in. Just, Hussey, you are fucking gone, mate. We do not want you back. (laughs) Fucking on your bike, son. Go have a warm beer and a fucking terrible fucking steak and kidney sausage or some shit. And don't fucking come back. We don't fucking want you. I think the same rule could apply to um, Matty Hayden, who's been part-time coach in Pakistan. Yeah, he could um, he could go and live in Pakistan. I think that's, that's got nothing to do with Pakistan. That's more just for Matty Hayden. That's <laughs> far away where and, they don't have... And Sean Tate as well, maybe. Same oh, yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get Hados to like um, coach Antarctica, so he's as far away as possible. Probably help the um, caps melting with giant hats. Just saw the shape there. It's not going to melt. Melting with hats. <laughs> the ice caps. His big massive hat on protecting the fucking uh, yeah. the ice caps from yeah. the ozone layer. That's how you fucking fix global warming, Greta. Get exactly. onto it. Get fucking Hados yeah. up there and fix it. Yeah. All righty. So. Um, Fucking pick the eyes out of that one. So oh. from there we moved to a little bit of international news, and we've got uh, Alex. You have a big lug update for us. I do, and the biggest of all lugs, the president of the IBLA, Raheem Cornwall, um, did, made some history. I think it was last week by scoring a double ton uh, with twenty-two sixes in a T twenty asterisk game. <laughs> Not sure what level it could really be classed because he was playing for the Atlanta Fire against the. Um, Square Drive. Yeah, Square yeah. Drive Cricket Club. Who fucking yeah. got? Did the bloke who, after he finished doing the 100, did he go and name all the teams in this fucking club? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, you know, I just want to announce also that I'm playing in a T20 exhibition match for Cow Corner Cricket Club, so the CCCC. <laughs> Against uh, the I thought they were the, uh, the Cow Corner Colts Cricket Club. Yes, yeah, the CCCC. Yes. Yeah. Um, we do have a junior team called the Cow Corner Colts Children's Cricket Club. So that's the CCCCCC. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, big Raheem, 22 sixes for his 200 odd um, in a total team score of 326 for one in 22 overs. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's a 22 overs. 22 overs. 20 overs, sorry. There's too many twos. It was in 2022, a strike rate of 266.23 in the 205 run innings. And he was plundering them on what looked like um, where Woodstock was held. It's just uh, the ground with a, with a uh, like, yellow concrete pitch it looks like and it's just like a couple of trees behind him was Pavel playing Fucking no, no offense Pavel yeah. probably was playing or probably someone worse than Pavel because Rakeem <laughs> just went just anywhere yes Rob I've got a funny story about Romanian cricket funny because yes. I was watching the European Cricket League yep Romania versus Germany live from Spain in their nine hour broadcasts and I watched Romania field and bowl for about five overs, and they showed every player on the field, and Pavel was not one of them. No, he's in Australia. Oh, well. So, and see, I don't reckon you can get a game. He's still sitting in the green room at the, the BBL drafts, waiting to see where he's going. Yeah, that still hasn't school. heard anything. He's just looking at yeah. his mobile phone, waiting for the draft. Surprised he hasn't been deported. Anyway, the, um, what I thought is he put in. Um, can't get a game, I'd say, because I saw the blokes who bowled and they could correctly rotate their arms. Ooh, so, can't be yeah. having that. Can't yeah. be having that. But, you know, do they bring a lot to the change room? Because, you know, Pavel's bringing some good sandwiches. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, if... nearly all the players seem to be from the um, subcontinent. So it was like. Yeah, there is a lot. Like, I know that too. Like, I mentioned it before. Like, the oh, Italian expats. team is a lot of um, subcontinent surnames as well. Yeah, a bunch of expats. expats. Yeah. A few locals. But yeah, that's a quick idler roundup. Um, you know, I might give another 11 coming up later in the year. We'll just do a yearly wrap. But uh, it's good to see the Prez getting the job done. Uh, um, Alex, I was just yeah. uh, caught a little bit of the uh, WNCL during the week, and there was um, Tassie were taking on the Mighty Vicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Victoria were batting, I saw Elise Perry come to the crease. Yep. And I thought she must have been taking some um, batting tips from your good self because um, <laughs> absolute straight nude ball yep. came, just pitched on off stump, just held its line, you might say. Look, there was, I will say, I will say I've coached at least well. the bail. <laughs> yeah, I've coached at least well, but uh, you're slightly incorrect there. That ball did actually jag it a bit. The ones I leave are absolutely do. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and hitting yeah. halfway up off peg too. Oh, yeah. Just hitting, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that moved in a fair it. way, but it was uh, left it quite early, I would say, in the mm. action of the delivery. Yeah, it was nearly just about left the bowler's head. Um, and she's just gone, nah. Oh, see you later. Um, it's interesting. So when you misjudge them, it's on both line and length. <laughs> yes, and ability. I misjudge it on ability somehow. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Elise Perry, I didn't have this in my notes, but I might as well touch on it uh, while I was speaking of her. Um, so she is in the process of launching her own cricket line of um, bats and pads and all that stuff, specifically focused, obviously, for women's cricket, which um, is really good. I'm surprised it's taken this long. I'm sure there's other companies that have been doing it but i'm surprised it's taking this on for them to grab someone of her stature and someone of her like um 
marketing potential basically because she's one of the biggest names in women's cricket and to actually go bang this is what we're going to do so um fingers crossed it works out for her because it will encourage more brands to kind of look do that as well because i think um yeah it's a fantastic idea because cricket equipment is very like still male um dominated and male like focused and the girls just kind of have to make do with small men's or you know yeah. um even some, if some of the small girls probably even use youth gear and stuff like that so i think it's probably good that there's going to be someone who's actually going to be putting something in the yeah. market specifically focused for the women's game so that should be yeah a, i think a good thing previously obviously only uh, abdominal protectors or abdominal guards were specialized for uh, females um, and I think there was uh, Essex brought out a range of cricket shoes yeah, I think that, that were um, women's size, but I think that's the only thing that it's been. It's a great thing. I'm busy, Mick, surprised it hasn't happened sooner, especially yeah. with how well the Australian cricket side's gone um, in the last you know decade. That there would yeah, be well, considering there's been professional women's cricketers for quite a while, right? or 60 oh, years. Oh, yeah, but I mean, sort of more. Oh, full time professional. Yeah, full time yeah, professional yeah. with their pay coming up. I know it's not parity, but um, yeah. That been around for a little while. It's surprising. What um what colour cricket shoes are you blocking this year, Alex? Uh Asics, top of the range, pink. That's good. Asics oh, doing right, real good, right. real good job with their colouring. You could get yeah. normal colours at absolutely bottom of the range, Asics. And as yeah. you go up the ranks, it just gets to the most lurid crap of all time. Really <laughs> annoying. Oh, well, this is for hard wicket gypsy shoes too, by the way. Oh, they might do some good looking more Perfect. traditional style stops, um, spikes ones, but for the gypsies, it's all lurid colours. Right. Well, yeah. that is the go, isn't it? The yeah, exactly. It's just trying to get kids back it. into the game because test cricket's ruining it for children everywhere. So you've got to get them back in somehow, and that's lurid coloured shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what other lurid colours are they offering? Bright green? Bright green. Actually, uh, that, actually, one of them is green because I yeah. have new shoes myself. Yeah. yeah, last year I bought a pair of maroon Coloured yeah. Asics, yeah. It says greens. A at season. Sorry. Did you go through a pair in a season? Uh, I do because I'm very highfalutin. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I just put them in the fire at the end of the season. They're really they're good. They're, they can still use them. Like there's nothing wrong yeah, with them. I just, just burn them. them. Yeah. Put them back in the covered box. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a capitalist swine that yeah, way. So, yeah, I was going to say yeah, you just. You, like it's a group of sand and you chuck them away. And you don't think to you know hand them on to some young goer at the club who you know might be you know walk to training in his bare feet, you know, you're just on the fire. Nah, not at all, no. Okay. Get better. Pure capitalism. Yeah. Get better. Get a better job. Yeah. Be better at life. Yeah, I, I yell at them as they come up. What's your side hustle? Walk up with no shoes. You would have shoes if you had a side hustle. And also, why in the 5 30 a.m. club? Yeah, exactly. What crypto have you invested in today, you dickhead? That's what I say to them. Oh, it's better than yelling at him. What's your only fans? Um, alrighty. So, no, but I think what you'll find him is that he should have gone crypto, but instead he invested in some non-fungible tokens. And oh. he just went yeah. on that. Yep, get a, a unique hologram. I'm that he hated that hat. half a million yeah. back from my monkey wearing a fucking cricket helmet that I invested in. <laughs> no, it's worth fifty cents now. For like half a million to fifty cents. Bloody hell. Instead of board monkeys, we've got I would board never chapels. Have so we've got the three chapels all bored with women. <laughs> Who would have thought it was a scam? Who would have thought it? 
something you can't really own, but it's worth heaps of money. Apparently it's worth lots of money that someone can push two buttons on their phone and fucking screenshot yeah. and keep for themselves. Who would have thought there's no fucking money in that? Yeah. Board uh, tugger. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> the tugger monkey. With red hanging from someone else. Poland, Poland, I got a really, really rare um, Nathan Horitz hologram board monkey Horitz. <laughs> really rare that one. I had a Mark IV one. It's got a flowing mullet and lovely dress <laughs> bead dealers. And the monkey, a nice to, oral. the monkey next to it seems to be a woman and really old for some reason. <laughs> Yes, Ross. So the NFTs, and I, I know that design you talked about with the monkeys. Why yeah. is it always the monkeys? I don't know. It kind of looks cool. I get. I kind of get it. It kind of looks cool. It's a good The best fucking NFT story I've heard. Like the one I sent you the other day, where like Logan Paul bought one that was like quarter of a million is now worth ten dollars. But the other one is the one I was telling you. I know this isn't cricket, but this shit's funny. So fucking um. Seth Green, the guy who like does robot chicken and voice yep. Chris from Family Guy and all that. So he bought one of those monkeys for like 60 grand or something. Right? Yeah. And his okay. man, he started writing and animating a TV show where this monkey was the main character because he owns it. Okay. No worries. Okay. Someone hacked his NFT wallet and fucking stole it. And then they had, then they blackmailed him and basically ransomed the monkey and he paid the ransom to get it back because he invested <laughs> so much money in the TV show. He had to get the monkey back. <laughs> and now it's worth $10. Yeah. Great. You paid for it twice. Oh, oh, so the AFL are doing it. They're doing NFT shit, and it's all the you know collectible cards and stuff like that's what you get a random NFT. It's just gambling for children. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's pretty just horrible. Bring up a society of degenerate gamblers. Um, just just go to the pokies like us old bastards. Don't bother it. wasting all your time getting fungible or non fungible. Losing all your money if you can't fucking get secondhand smoke from. Just it. get like, Cashman like, and piggy banking. It's simple. You push a push a button, you either win or you lose. To do on the pokies to make them appeal to a new generation is change the icons that flash up. To NFT. To NFT. You put it in there and it downloads your NFT and off you go. That's how yeah. you make pogies for children. Oh. We've got it sorted. That's our side hustle. Speaking oh, of things that hustle. old people love. Podcasting is the side hustle. <laughs> Get non-fungible token poking machines as our, as our main hustle. Swap things around. Yep, good this idea. not making much money. No, we're losing money. NFT right. stubby holders aren't really fucking flowing <laughs> off the. Speaking of pokies, <laughs> things old people like, we're going to throw over to you, Roscoe, for a bit of vet cricket. Oh, Nick, now, by popular demand, we're back. Yes. Now, <clears throat> have some good news. The World Series, Road Safety World Series, in fact, giving it its full official title, has yep. concluded. The seven game um, final series is over? No, they just played a best of one. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Australia didn't make the final, but India mm. did. Rise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like they rigged it that way so that everyone could see Sachin Tendulkar play once more. But um, the good news was that um, no one cared by the end of that because when I was researching the Road Series, Road, World Series Road Safety, and I was on my favourite streaming platform, KO, 
yep. what popped up after I'd scrolled past uh, six different NBA basketball games and <laughs> baseball that I've never watched. Finally, I got leagues, to... four cornhole leagues in the no, US. I was, I was racing, racing often. Oh yeah, Isle of Man replays, great. Oh, Australian basketball that doesn't come up first every single time. <laughs> Love it, don't they? <laughs> what are the jack jumpers doing this time of year? That's what I want to know. What I think on KO. I, I want to know how much the NBA paid them to say, yeah, every single subscriber's landing screen must land on <laughs> us, okay? Even though we know no one's going to watch it. And they've never watched it. They've been on the platform for three years and they've never watched the game. Still put it up there one of these days. But that's what shits me because it, like, it asks you when you first load up, what are your teams, what yeah. are your sports you like, yeah. and you put them in and then Cricket, all the things you go to the fucking front. It's like, what's the point? Uh, yeah, no, don't know. Um, but anyway, eventually I got to the cricket. And uh, I'll give you a quick wrap here on the road safety because um, the player of the match was um, no man Oja for India. He made 108 off, not out, off 71. And two stumpings, not bad, oh, seeing as well he's wait. not a wicketkeeper. Shit. <laughs> Even more impressive. <laughs> they, is that what they call... Got the slip stumpings, fucking hell. <laughs> is that what they call bank cats now, bowler stumpings? That's it, bowler yeah. stumpings. Yeah. Yeah. Two stumped by the bowlers. That's what <laughs> it should be called a stumping. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Bowler stumpings. I think I've come up. This is like me calling potato salad pot salad. It's the second thing I've come up with. It'll mm. be worldwide. Except it doesn't need to be specified that it was a bowler stumping. It's just a stumping. Like running out of his crease, playing the game of cricket. Yeah. That might get confusing on scorecards, though. Okay. So so then it could be, you know, it says who it was out. So because, you know, sometimes they reduce run out down to R and O because it's a bit hard to fill on the scorecard. Yep. So bowler stumping would be BS. Obviously. <laughs> a lot of people think getting better. Is getting better. <laughs> Player of this series was the Dill Scoop himself, Tilakaratni Dilshan. Ah. He made 192 runs and took five wickets, so he takes home a green cup, according to the picture on Crick Info. The green cup. All right. Mm. Taking a break so- from Endeavour Hills or wherever he's fucking playing cricket last. Yeah, that's it. He's straight from. The road safety world series to the uh, box hill reporter. Yeah. I think um, Snoop Dogg used a green cup quite often. I think. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's when you Sneaky chop stuff. when you chop it up. Yes. Uh, now I've just seen that. Um, just some other T Twenty news. The um, practice matches for the uh, World Cup have started, and would you believe where they're scheduled? Melbourne. <laughs> so, Mate, best, West West we're best weather in the world, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Netherlands, West Indies, would you believe that match was abandoned? Is this still Vets cricket or have we moved on? No, no, that was real cricket. Yeah, was I, didn't real, cricket. I didn't realise until this year that Melbourne had a monsoon season. So, fucking <laughs> Oh, that, um, I didn't realise tonight was the night that the Canberra ODI was on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, better get off air, I suppose, get onto that. Um, yep, right, this is going so. well. As we go back to, the, I was looking up this road safety. Yes. Road. Couldn't find it on KO. I, I didn't want to pay my five dollars to some dodgy platform that we talked about <laughs> last time. But and I was saved from doing that by flicking across KO and coming across this game that looked all like the Road Safety World Series. Oh, is this the other was, vets comp that's going yes, on at the moment? Except this was called the Legends League. Yeah. Is this like, the one yeah, where? What, is this, this the one where um, Mitch Johnson and the Indian bike got into yes. it? Yeah. Yes, it is. The red mist descended. That fucking yes. did. So this this had been going on for three weeks as well. It Fuck. started overlapped with 
Who knew cricket yeah. had this many legends? Oh, I know. Well, this then is um, so that was like the international road road world series is the international teams. Then this is franchise cricket, the legend oh. league. It's like it's the India Capitals and the Gujarat Giants, the Manipal Tigers and the Bilwara Kings. So I guess if you're a big city in India and you don't have an IPL team, there is hope. You can get a bunch of washed up hacks to come and play in your city. Is this what happens? This is where like the Ben Dunks go when they sign him to seven year deals and like fucking hell, we've got five years left. This bloke, send him down to the legends, down to the VFL, and fucking play there. Yeah, it should be the farm league yeah. for the um, BBL. Yeah. The um, that New Zealand bloke disappointed he had to choose between these two vets leagues. You know the new yeah, guy so played. For, what, what was his fucking name? Like, uh, Justin or Jason? Was it mustard or pepper or salt or something? Oh, yeah, maybe bacon. Bacon, good. Colin Justin Andrew. Bacon. Justin Jerry Bacon. Cinnamon. Okay. Chutney, so. Phil Chutney. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Filthy Phil Chutney. Uh, right. Yeah, so that's the one where, so was it the yeah. Indian bloke had a go at the umpires who were both female? Oh. And apparently said something derogatory as in like, because they were female. Oh, great. That's what you want to do in vets cricket. stepped in and basically gave the, you know, pointed the finger in the chest and said, pull your fucking head in. And the guy kept going, and it's like, Jesus, mate, oh, that's not a good thing. ugly. Yeah. Rightio. So the, this is a weird setup. There's only six teams, and then they had a – how do you reckon the final structure Top was? three. Oh, top five. Tops. <laughs> All righty. Top <laughs> three. First one goes straight to the granny. Two uh, or three playoffs to go to the the Top five, five. best of three series for each position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why I looked this up, but um, it is sorry, a five yeah. versus six, seven ODI, seven T20 or international wild card. They have to fucking play as well. Yeah, and also once you finish your rankings, you play off uh, silver and bronze like in the yeah, Olympics. You go to the, yeah. the silver round robin that goes to five. <laughs> the repercharge system. Righty, I made a mistake. There were only four teams, and oh, guess how many of those made finals? Four. Three. All four. <laughs> Oh my god. It's just yeah. pointless lead up. Yeah. Is there any benefit of finishing first? So so the whole season's finals. You yes. fucking beauty. We're in the finals, boys. Get up and about. I don't want to say the F word too early just to jinx this lads in preseason. No one mentioned the F word. Yes. So oh. the, <laughs> there was two finals before the final. Final. No, sorry. It was it only the top three? No, sorry. The top three qualified for the oh, final. My mistake. Oh. Yeah. So then one and two played off for the right to be straight into the grand. Ah. Yep. And then the loser had to play third place. Okay. And the yeah. winner of that into the grand. And the winner of that in the final. So you can imagine that the one versus two, two lost. Play three, beat three. So it's yes. the same two teams again yes. in the final. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, isn't it like a 25% chance? That's football format. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So India Capital, Gatim Gumbia and Dwayne Smith. See, these lots of crossover with that other league, World Series. Um, playing for them, they had their 20 overs. They're in a heap of trouble. They were uh, three for nine. Two at the end of the second over. They're four for 21 off four overs. And then Ross Taylor batting at six and Mitchell Johnson at seven. He's good enough to be an all rounder. Yeah, he's good enough to 
Mitchell Johnson at six. He's a bit unlucky not to be opening the batting, as was his lifelong ambition. Yes. But after this performance in the final, he may well get that opportunity in the Nest Legends League because he made 62 off 35 balls. Oh, wow, hey. Ross Taylor made 82, and the vote, the next vote called Ashley Nurse made 42, and no one else made Hello, Nurse! <laughs> no one else made more than eight. They were 211 for seven. So uh, the best of the bowlers for um, uh, the other team was Monty Panesar. Open oh, wow. bomb. Oh, yeah, shit. Overs, two for 13. Well done, Monty. Oh, Mon. And uh, Tino Best, two overs, none for 21. Simply. Oh, simply. <laughs> so chasing a mammoth two one two. Uh, the uh, what's the names never got going. Will, Will Porterfield, the former Irish player, was opening for him. Shane Watson batting at three, but uh, yeah, couldn't get near it. And I see the last man who didn't go out was Shreesan, your man. Ah. Oh, mate, with all the beads and the things on his wrists. Yeah. <laughs> did, did he kiss the ball before he yes, bowled as well? Kissing. Oh, did he? I don't know. Oh, or was that um? Malinga. I think it was Malinga. Yeah, Malinga. He bowled four overs, Sri Sam. None for 53. So he's in good form. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And so that was that. And uh, Mitchell Johnson got another one wicket. And Liam Plunkett got one. So oh, the there plunk. you go. Yeah. Jim Plunk. Ross Taylor was man of the match for his 82 and two catches. And player of the series was Yusuf Batan. 228 runs and seven wickets. So he that was my loves. tip at the start, I think, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah good work, Mick. You're usually pretty good on this tournament. I was all over old Yusuf. Yeah, I think he's one of the younger vets too, so he's probably enjoying that aspect of uh, tournament play. Yeah. yeah. So we look forward to the next installment of the Legends League. Hopefully it's like next month or something. I can't remember. <laughs> three or four. <laughs> yeah, I know. Four or five. Teams. I think it's like the tennis tennis masters yeah, series. It just goes on forever. Yeah, it's it. no discernible start or finish dates, and just rolling sort of caravan of cricket style. Next one will be in the UAE, probably then back yep. to India. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. Um, thanks for listening. I wish all the teams the best of luck for the next carnival yeah, tournament. All right. Thank you, Mister Slater. Fuck, that was good, Ross. Mm. Just the energy. Yeah, so it just got me going. (laughs) So um, we're going to move away from um, that. We're going to talk a little bit about some domestic cricket. Um, Thank God. So there's been um, a bit of men's marsh cup has happened since the last podcast. I only want to talk about one game. I'm not going to talk about the others. Um, So the one game I want to talk about brought a just a warmth to my soul and to my heart. And that is the... um, one day game between WA and New South Wales, where oh. New South Wales would bat first and get rolled for 76 in 21.4 overs. So, of the 295 domestic one dayers that New South Wales have played, this is their lowest score ever, which will surprise probably no one. Um, so, WA would end up chasing down one down. Uh, Joe Richards would take 24, Berendorf would take three for 17. Josh Philippe with top score with 37 red. So, uh, yeah, so this is the seventh equal lowest score in the history of Australian domestic one-day cricket. Um, so the lowest score ever was made by... Does anyone want to guess which state made the lowest Tasmania. Oh. Oh, South Australia. Bing, bong, yes. done. South Australia in 2003 by Tasmania 
were dismissed for 51. Fuck. Oh. So recent, too. Yeah. You'd expect, like, you know, when they first come into the competition or yeah, something. 1890s yeah, 1890s or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah so before uh, the sack... <laughs> Before the second managed to do that, the other one was 1969. Victoria oh. Australia for 59. Nice. Uh, 50 years ago, 2015, New South Wales rolled the Caxi for 59. Oh, fuck. Blame uh, back, Greg Chapel for that yeah, shit. Back in 76, DK and the West Australian boys rolled Queensland for 62. Um, in 2014, WA again, but this time they rolled Tassie for 62. Oh. Um, the Vicks got rolled for 65 by Queensland in 2003. It's also recent. Yeah, and Western Australia got rolled by New Zealand, who were obviously in the domestic one-day comp in 1975. So Wow. That one you mentioned about Dennis Lilly, I'm pretty sure that was the final. And oh. WA had only made 80-odd or something and then came out and rolled him for 60. Well, I just guessed it was DK based on the year. But, uh, well, I think it's... Uh, a well-known one. <clears throat> Finals can, you know, make the batsman... That's him, mate. Finals, little pantaloons. Can happen in a final. Yeah. Uh, so from there, we move over to the Shield, which we had the first round of Sheffield Shield games we played in the last fortnight. Um, so we'll start off with the same two sides. New South Wales were playing uh, WA in New South Wales. Uh, the Warriors would win the toss, and they would elect to bowl or have a field, as Quick Info likes to say. And I don't like mm. that because they elect to have a fucking bowl. You don't elect you to don't see Someone has to bowl. Course. You don't just all stand in the field yeah. and go, yeah, we're going to fucking right. field. Hooray. You elect to have a bowl, cricket folk. Yeah, That's and right. also, Mick, when you see them, the captain, he doesn't do the international symbol for fielding and cupping his hands. Yeah, like he, doesn't, he doesn't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, on, the, on the hip, yeah, keeping down on the yeah. hip. Yeah, 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 he flicks yeah, the wrist yeah. and does the two fingers and goes, we'll have a bowl. You do a helicopter bowl. <laughs> um, yeah, so New South Wales batted first. They would get rolled for 180. The Spoon, Curtis Patterson, would top score with 72 red. Uh, Jason Sanger would get 21, but he would get hit in the bongo and would be substituted out, and Matty Jilks would come in for him. Um, big Lance Morris would take five for 36 for WA, and it was the Frenchman, Joel Paris, taking three for 39 for Western Australia as well. So in reply, um, WA would make 258 all out. It was uh, the young 18-year-old Teague Wiley would get 104. I think as well that would be his maiden first-class century. So well done to young Teague. Matty Kelly would also get 47 not out. Uh, ben Dorsius would get four for 48. And Chris Tremaine still getting around for New South Wales oh. would take two for 25. Yes, Alexander. I think Paul brought it up during the week. Is that the Dwarshish's first first class game? It was his first class debut. Yes, his debut. So, yeah, so it was him and another chap named Sam Fanning who debuted in this game. Oh, mixed son. Yeah, yeah. He did yeah. some gnarly fucking breaks he got when he bowled his leggies. Master no, Shark or something too. Break. Um all right, New South Wales in reply would get uh, be rolled for 162. Once again, it was Lance Morris taking four for 46. And Aaron Hardy, Brad's son, get two for 31. It was Baxter Holt, top scoring for New South Wales. He sounds like Baxter. a bad guy, teenage mutant, mutant ninja. Um, <laughs> and he got 54. And it was Blake Nikitaris. You know what? You don't want to be you don't want to have you don't want to be batting when your name's Nick it, do you? Nick it. Nikitaris got 25. Um so Steve Nikitaris. 
West Australia would get uh, 85 to win. Uh, Bancroft would get 34. Fuck that bloke. And Big Hank, Hilton Cartwright would get 21. Hey. Uh, not out. Nate Lyon would get two for 33 in that innings. He would take the two wickets. WA win by eight wickets. Man of the match is Lance Morris for his nine points. WA 7.48. Oh. New South Wales 0.7. So you know what that means? He got a bit he got a bit nervous in his debut, Ben Dorcious, and spelled his name wrong on the fucking team. Yep. So they lost the fucking point three of a point. Not good from you. Just amateur hour stuff, isn't it, Nick? Yeah. So um so there's a lot of talk around young Teague Wiley being uh, one of the youngest centurions um in the history of first class cricket in Australia. He is eighteen years old in 163 days. There is a fucking number of people ahead of him, which really fucking surprised me. So the one who is just amazing, it's from 1926-27, so we'll put this in perspective. But there's a young chap on here. Yes, Roscoe? Oh, kick on, sorry. Yeah. There's a, there's a bloke on here called Archie Jackson, his name is. I've never fucking heard of him. Yeah. But, I, but you know, it's a little bit before my time, being 100 fucking years ago. But um, <laughs> Archie Jackson is on the top of this list. He made his first first-class century at 17 years and 97 days. Jesus. Then he made another one at 17 years and 129 days. So that's probably the same year. Then he would make another one at 18 and 123 days. And then he'd make one the next day at 18 and 124 <laughs> days old. So um, that's fucking pretty impressive. So hang on. Yeah. He's made a ton in the morning or something. They've made rolled a ton him. on fucking Saturday and then they've made rolled a ton him. on Sunday. Basically. They've rolled him that same day and yeah. it is made a ton the next. Jesus, what a what a game. So also on this list, Doug Walters made two tons when he was 18. Same thing, two days apart, 18 and mm-hmm. 9 and 18 and 11 sense. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Roscoe, sorry? So that makes more sense. A yeah. day off in between yeah. for the other team to back. Anyway. Then you've got um, Ricky Ponding made one at 18 and 40 days. Uh, a boy by the, in the from the seventies called uh, Anthony Hadrican did the same thing. Eighteen forty three days. Ponting would then make back to back eighteen and eighty four days and eighteen and eighty five days. So he oh. made tons in fucking. I imagine what's happening is like maybe on eighteen and forty, eighteen and eighty three. Punters like ninety something not out over. Yeah, stuff he's yeah. in the morning. Declare that's the next day. We might guess. Um, yeah, so fuck, and Greg Chappell made one at 18 years old as well. So this young chap who made this time, it's impressive. But when you see so many names yeah. in front of him, I was truly fucking shocked by that. Yes, Alexander. I was going to say, maybe they uh, didn't get to the follow-on. They forced the follow-on. Maybe that's how some of this That's a happen. possibility as well in some of these situations. Very fucking unlikely if someone scores a ton and you don't make the follow-on target. Yeah. But yeah. You never know. Yeah. But um, there's some interesting quotes out of this young chap. So... Um, Oh. He made his ton and he didn't carry on. And then the quote was, now, apparently he didn't say this quote. Apparently this quote was repeated by another West Australian player, which apparently this young bloke said to him. Okay. And apparently his dad used to say apparently it Apparently this is what his dad said. Yeah. What was it? An accountant doesn't celebrate when he tax returns. Yeah. You don't celebrate when you make a ton because that's your job and that's what you're meant to do. Um, I like the mentality, but it's a bit fucking, like a bit fucking lame. Yes, Alex. Very fucking lame. But also, I might add that a tax account might fucking celebrate if they got like $45,000 back in tax for their client. Yeah. I reckon they might be pretty happy yeah. with that. This isn't like fucking run-of-the-mill 20. Yeah. It's a fucking big achievement. But yeah, anyway. 
It's the fucking like I was just like, oh no, he's one of those guys. The rest of the teammates would just be like, oh, for fuck's sake, like just show some emotion. Uh, he's just and he'll be one of those blokes too is that this will be the only thing he ever does. You never fucking hear from him ever again, probably. <laughs> big, big prediction. Well, you got the bloody player of the tournament in the weird vets cricket yeah, right mix. So. I know I know what to fuck talk about yeah. Um so next match, um, Queensland host Tassie. Uh the Queenslanders Won the toss and elected to have a bowl. So Tazzy was sent in. They would get rolled for 147. Uh, Jared Freeman with top score with 44. It was uh, it was our man, what the feckity, Mark Steckity would take four for 43 for the Queenslanders. And more or less, uh, Mick Nessa would get three for 42. In reply, Queensland would make 458. Marnus would get 127. And Jimmy Pearson would get 123. Riley, the music festival, Meredith would get five for 96, just missing out on the Ginfer there. But it was Jared Freeman who took up the fucking slack, getting two for 136 of his 35 overs. He he looks like a first-class cricketer, that bloke. What the fuck? I want to know what he did to upset his captain so much that he fucking kept him on. Like, Jesus. (laughs) Um, It's a great one. Fields at first slip. I was a bit of tiddly spin on that today. Oh, it's yeah. Really darts, too. Real living darts. Live, that's called living the dream. Right? Oh, bit uh, tubby. So bit tubby. <laughs> More than a bit, yeah. Tazzy, unsurprising, would have to bat again. They would get rolled for 139. Caleb Jewell would top score with 29. And it was old sexy fingers himself. Timmy Payne would get 29 not out for Tasmania. Um, in that second innings, Grinder Sandy would take five for 41 oh. for Queensland. And uh, the Baz, James Basley, would get two for 23. Queensland win by an innings and 172 runs. Man of the match was Gorinda Sandu, according to Crick Info, for his 541. Unlucky Marnus and Jimmy Pearson, who made the tons and actually set the game up. Fucking um, points, uh, Queensland 700 and not 700. <laughs> they might win the shield if they get 700. Uh, 7.82 and Tasmania 0.4. I think they took off point one of a point for every 10 runs that fucking Jared Freeman got hit for. So, uh, <laughs> good point, Mick. There's, rather than scoring to two decimal places, they should just score in the hundreds. That's it. Back in the day when there wasn't the Brownlow, when they fucking decided every umpire got to vote. So one mm. bloke won the Brownlow with like 97 fucking points. <laughs> whatever it was. Yep. That's it. That's what All right. So the final game. Yes, back to shield cricket. That'll bring the crowds back to shield cricket. Yeah. Victoria finish on top of the shield ladder yeah, with 7,748 points. <laughs> All righty. So the, the final game is the mighty Victorians that we were just uh, mentioning, taking on the lowly pathetic South Australia. <laughs> so uh, South Australia would win the toss and elect to have a bowl or elect to lose, but they fair <laughs> We'll have a loss, thanks, up. Shake hands. We'll, we agree to an innings of 15 runs. Is that all right with you? Yeah, okay. No worries, Travis. Shake hands and off you fucking go. Go down to the Esplanade and have a fucking. Um, all right. So the Vicks would make uh, 310 um, all out. Big Will Sutherland would make his maiden first class ton, getting 100 even off 168 balls. And my man, the incumbent Marcus Harris, would get 85 as well. Uh, pick of the bowlers for the South Australian, South Australians even, was um, Chris Grant's favourite Grant, David Grant, who took four for 82. And Jordan Lindsay Buckingham would get three for 67. 
So, um, yeah, well done to them. Australia, Seth Australia. I wish them all the best. We'll get 2.30 in reply. Travis Head would get 76 because it was so fucking entertaining. Um, and Alex Carey yeah. would get 70. Big Will suddenly couldn't keep his man out of the fucking game. We'll get four for 45. And our man, the bull master, Scotty Boland, would get four for 60. He was on about yeah. three for two at one fucking stage. He was fucking smashing it. Pick um, him in the test side for fuck's sake. I'm sick of it. Pick him. Fuck. Um, Victoria would then make seven declared for 344. Uh, Pete Hansel would get 132, and Marcus Harris would get another 42. Uh, Jordan Buckingham was once again in the wickets for South Australia, taking for 78. And it was the male model, Wes Agar, with one for 72. So the Saffers needed, Saffers, the South Australians <laughs> needed about 400 fucking million to fucking win this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they decided in the true cowardly form they are, they bat for a fucking draw. Fucking losers. Um, so they would make set. Yes, Alex. Uh, I just wanted to say before you finish, it could have happened when you finished, but I'll cut you in anyway. Um, Chris Rogers ruining another um, outright win here with a shit declaration. We all know that coaches make the declarations, especially at Sheffield Shield level, and he's fucked us again. Sack Rogers. I yep. want to start the hashtag up. Yes. Get it trending. Well, all I can say is um, Lindsay Jordan Buckingham was on the holiday road. That's all I have to say. Uh, so there's not many people get that joke. Yeah, Lindsay Buckingham sung the song from um, National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, oh I thought that was Huey Lewis in the news no, for some reason. it's not. It's not. Uh, good so bit of trivia. Man, fucking music joke. Fucking get onto it, people. Uh, so Henry Hunt will get 97 not out. Couldn't even make a ton of fucking loser. Um, Jake Weatherall <laughs> will get 53. Um, Fergus O'Neill on debut would take two for 24. And Scotty Boland would take himself another two wickets as well. Now, honestly, what under South Australians, they had to bat pretty much a full day to not fucking capitulate like a bunch of bitches. They tried their hardest getting seven for 207, but Henry Hunt refused. Um, I heard someone say he needs to be in the test side. Um, no, no, he doesn't. Um, so that match was a draw. One sec, Alex. Man, the match is big. Will Sutherland, well done to the Chief. Fix will get 3.1 vote uh, points. South Australia will get 2.3. Ooh. Yes, Alexander. Just wanted to do a Lloyd Pope update. Yes. Uh, did not play. Um, okay. Knocked me down with a feather. Yep. Um, the old DNP. He didn't get a run in either of their um, one-day games either. Oh, no. <laughs> On the outer, Mike Hussey went through that buddy system um, with a fucking... Machete. Oh, no, yeah. Well, speaking uh, so of blokes, not McAndrew, blokes. Sorry, yes, Roscoe. I don't know which one, which one of the uh, Andrew or Nathan Mooks they got in, but seemed to have taken his spot. There's a bloke who was a bit of shitty offspring. Is it McSweeney, I think? McSweeney, I think it is, yeah. Batting seven or eight or something. Yeah, he's so the one that came from Queensland, Pot-Con. I think. McSweeney. There's too many of them. Yeah, Nathan McSweeney. Yeah. yeah, and then Nathan McAndrew. Oh. Yes. He was the one who couldn't get the break leaf. It had to come later. Ah, yes. Alrighty. So speaking of blokes, speaking of blokes who can't get in the South Australian team, uh, Ross wants to talk about Mick Hogan. Yes. So for um, New South Wales and WA um, part, well not part, um, late bloomer who didn't start playing first go cricket to twenty eight, then took up a contract with Wales. Club Glamorgan in county cricket is now retired at age 41. Had some amazing statistics, took over 600 wickets for Glamorgan. So phenomenal stuff. One of those, uh, there's a group in there at one stage, Steve McGoffin, Michael Hogan, 
couple others, they seem to all go over at the same time and just take absolute stack loads of wickets, but Hogan far and away uh, the longest and most prolific of those. So well done to him. He only took up cricket seriously when he was 28. Yeah, Jesus. Also, yeah, and he didn't carry on like a talk about cricket. not getting picks. So no one talked about him like Darren Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Mick. Good point. All righty. So we're getting towards the end, but we're just going to quickly... Uh, so as we know, um, the World Cup's coming up in Australia in the next few days. It pretty much kicks off. The <laughs> and we just don't want to talk about it. I love it. The T20 World Cup. Sunday. So... We'll quickly um, just we'll do some predictions because we love a good prediction. So um, we'll start off with uh, who we think is going to win. So me personally, I think Australia is going to win. Uh, who do you have, Roscoe? Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. The NZ. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Alexander? Uh, I will go with India. India. We'll so uh, the absentee podcaster, David, has also predicted India will win as well. So um, next up, we'll have a bit of a stab at who we think is going to get the most runs for the tournament. I think I think my man's going out on top. I think Finch is oh. going to fucking dominate. Ooh. I think he's going to get the most runs of the tournament. Roscoe, who do you I've gone for Dave Warner. Dave Warner. Bark to bark when no man has gone before. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah, what have you got oh, for me, Alexander? Uh, Joss Butler. Joss Butler, or Josh, as um, yep. Brad Hadden likes to call him. And uh, David has got Baba Azam to uh, be the most runs for what the tournament. Player of the tournament is, uh, if I think he's going to make the most runs, I think he's going to be player of the tournament. So i got Finchie as well. What about yeah. you, Mr. Slater? Glenn Phillips from New Zealand. Glenn Phillips. Who the, the fuck is Glenn Phillips? <laughs> That's Aaron Money. Phillips' dad. Aaron Phillips. Who's Aaron Phillips? <laughs> Aaron, not Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Phillips. Who's Aaron Phillips? Superstar. Aaron Phillips is a female fucking footballer. Superstar. Her dad was Wayne Phillips who played for Collingwood Port Adelaide. Oh, I know him. Yeah. yeah. Port Adelaide legend. Yeah. Port Adelaide, yeah. Port Adelaide. Port yeah. Adelaide. Three votes. Port Adelaide. Ten votes in that fucking Kicky second year. Who's your fucking call? Um, Alexander, <laughs> who have you got for player of the tournament? Uh, player of the tournament. I really want to do a wheelie. I really want to do something stupid, like like Josh Butler, Mark Woods, or something stupid like that. But it's going to be a batsman, so it's annoying. So I've got to go Josh Butler because I think he's going to score the most runs. So if you oh, score the most Sam runs, Sam Curran. Oh, worries. Right. <laughs> Imagine if he won it somehow. Uh, Twenty four wickets. Time will mills when you want some T Twenty chip with the front That's runner. It. Um, and Bull had Baba Azam as well. So I've got those recorded in a in oh, my docs. Yes, we'll see yeah, how we go by the end. Of the <laughs> um, when I post the link in the Facebook page to um, and I put fucking check this out. Uh, maybe write in the comments. Oh, yeah, come on, engage. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, oh, yeah, let's see how we go with podcast. that. See if we get anyone to uh, answer. Yeah, we'll see if we get anyone because they will have had to list. Don't put it in the post. No. So we'll have had to listen <laughs> right through to me. Got to listen to the podcast. Then mm. go back to the post and uh, put it there. Yeah, that's oh, what you want, Graham. Oh. That's what you want. I actually, it's you know, you're busy work for your listeners. Busy work. It's a pull notification. <laughs> it's not a push notification. They don't push the information to you. Oh, you have to go and If you can mail it to us, please. <laughs> that would be fantastic. It's like that pull Every time you get close to it, we pull it further away from it. Yeah, that's it. All those TV shows had their PO box in crow's nest, didn't they? 
Hey, hey, it's Saturday certainly did. What a show yeah. that was. I know that's where I wrote my Kingswood Country fan mail to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All I wanted was Leo the Wog's fucking autograph. <laughs> back to me. All I wanted. <laughs> Leo the Wog. Fucking hell, what a country we were back in the day. Comedy. Just oh, see, the, the, the height of comedy. <laughs> All righty, so uh, oh. before we kick off um, and finish up here, we're going to talk a little bit of local cricket because, as we know, across oh, Melbourne and some other parts of the world, local cricket started off this week. So, um, quick shout out to Jade Aaron from the Lang Warren Cricket Club. She took six for two off three overs oh. with two maidens to give her an economy of 0.67 to start off the year. So, that's pretty good going. So, well done, yep. to Jade. Um, Shout out to the boys from the Queensland, uh, sorry, the University of Queensland Cricket Club, who had an opening partnership of 423 oh. declared. So Queensland University of Queensland made none for 423. Angus Lovell would get 204 not out with 24 fours and four sixes, and it was Courtney Bryce Street who would take two, who would get 201 not out with 24 fours and two sixes as well. Fucking hell. Wow. Uh, and then a shout out to one a little bit closer to home for myself from the North Metro uh, Cricket Association, um, Ankur Sharma from the Northern Socials um, Cricket Club. They were playing the Preston Baseballers. So Ankush opened the batting and uh, got 99. And guess how he got dismissed on his 99? Mancad. No, no, not Mancad. Running. Hit wicket. LBW. That's because that's ah. what you that's what you want to do with Blake on ninety nine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. When he gets hit on the fucking bat, <laughs> and he took that anger into the mm-hmm. Preston baseballers batting innings, and we'll get seven for twenty eight of six point three overs. So not a bad day at the office. Jesus, Mr. Sharma there. So well done. And that's so, interesting, Nick, because that comes from the North and Metro Cricket Association with some of the great club names in cricket. And yes. I'm just wondering how the the Middle Hob Cricket Club we're fairing this year. Um, they unfortunately got washed out because their oh. ground is um, it's in the bottom of an old speedway, so all the water goes <laughs> down, and it just and you, you couldn't walk out there, mate. It's like three foot of water in the bottom of, bottom of the basin. There's like yeah. three foot of water yeah. they couldn't. Play. Yeah, and it's pretty hard to walk out there while thirty five sprint cars are doing fucking drifting around the outside of it. Yeah. Um, all righty, so that's it for a bit of local cricket. There's just those couple of ones there. So well done to all involved. Um, Wish everyone all the best. Do we have any? Do we have any listener feedback before we pull this marathon? This is a bit of an old school marathon. Fucking oh I know. Age since this started. (laughs) This is what happens when David isn't here to keep us in fucking check. All we need is someone clinking glasses and picking up fucking plates, and we'd be right back in the old fucking days. (laughs) So I have some um, listener feedback. We did get a request from, I think it was from Grant Dowler to uh, have a look into where the origin of the cow corner uh, field position or colloquial term um, comes from. And it comes from at Durham College, some fucking tough private school wanker um, <laughs> college in England that was a, you know, a school that got started in 1709 and shit. And they wear the stupid fucking hats. What do they call this? The, fuck, the, the hats that private school wankers wear, the straw hat things. Straw hat. Oh, really? Okay, I thought that had a name. What, Doffer or something stupid. Anyway, Doffer. it's got houses and prefects, and they've got a fucking rowing team, and they're in the fucking Eton school fucking thing. Anyway, I had a look. Sorry, Hutz, there's no fucking around the grounds on it. It annoyed me to start with reading about private school shit, and every article I read was like, Oh, yeah, it's a ground that has a cow, 
cows grazed on it, and that's where cow quarter was. The end. So it wasn't really too interesting. <laughs> what we what we preferred to do for this podcast was Ross talk in a monotone for twenty five minutes about vets cricket in India. So <laughs> no, you you've got you either got private school wanker around the grounds or Ross talking. We chose the latter, uh, which was obviously the right choice. So no, sorry. Just, just well, there was one chap that didn't want vets cricket as his list of feedback. So we got a yeah, message. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. So young Mr. Nara yeah. will be very happy that Ross gave him. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. he may request that I don't do it again. <laughs> we'll find out next we'll week. Find won't out, we? um, if they make it this far into the podcast. Just what does Wikipedia not have a page referencing Cow Corner? Is it no, it funny? had a very, very lengthy page about the private school though, which oh. did my fucking head in. I but, suppose yeah. now you have the understanding of how we felt when you read out the dress code that Mackay <laughs> Bowls Club or whatever it was. <laughs> yep, um, lawn bowls and uh, yeah. money suck, community money suck. And the pokies venue is very similar to a private school money suck, but not quite as large. Yes, not on the same grand scale as their non-fungible token pokie machines. No. Uh, all righty. I think that is us about done. So um, thank you to everyone. Uh, get better soon, Bull. You won't listen to this anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. No, there's no fucking chance you'll listen to this. Stay sick, you fucking cunt. All righty. So thank you one and all. And as they say in the classics, thank you, fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody. Goodbye. I wish everyone all the best in all the podcasts. You going to finish chewing, Ross, and saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's 